Hey, mouth suckers. Welcome back to Atsune Miku's Crack House. This is episode 97. I'm your host, as always, Sam Kingman. Joining me is my best friend and co-host, Miles J. Miles, you play that that there new Kirby game? No, I did not, Sam. I did not yet. And I, and it's weird. I said it so sinisterly there. Like, no, I didn't. No, I want to play this game. I just haven't, I haven't bought it yet. No, I don't. I don't blame you there. I want to play Ghost of uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. Excuse me. Um, I bought Ghostwire Tokyo. Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo, but I have not. I have not played it yet. Yeah, I also bought Ghostwire Tokyo and have not played it. I was intent on finishing Stranger of Paradise, which I did. Okay, great. So. I I've also am I'm done. I've I've gotten a little bit into Chaos Mode, like six seven hours into chaos mode nothing too crazy what was your uh what was your end completion time roughly mine was about 30 hours oh, yeah. you know i actually didn't check because i don't know how you check on the epic game store to be perfectly honest oh but I, I just used the, the corner of the yeah it's in the corner of the in-game clock i i forgot to look um i could look now i could do it live um you don't have to just do you have it, a guesstimation yeah of how much time you spent I don't know, probably 25, 30 hours. You know, yeah, pretty, okay. pretty reasonable amount of time. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you think? This is, this, this truly is the most ascended seven of all time. Because I, I really am feeling a seven. I really am feeling a seven here. But, like, you got to remember that a Miles and Sam seven is a critic's, like, act, is, is, is what a critic would call Nine. an eight. Oh yeah, a critic would call it a nine. Like when when we give something to seven, we're actually like, yeah, it is really good. Th- this is right up there with Metroid Dread, Little Witch Academia, in in the in the realm of ascended sevens. Where I'm like, yeah, I know this is not like that great, but like you could not tell me that this isn't the best shit anyone's ever fucking made. Well, except for Dread. I, I I don't think Dread is, like, all that great. But it's an Ascended 7. It is uh, Dread an Ascended 7, or is Dread just a 7? Because to me, Dr- no, Dread's I, just a 7. I think Dread is an, is an Ascended 7 to an extent. Because, I mean, because, you know, it's a fucking Metroid game. It flows well, plays well. The action's pretty fucking good. Like, it's just, it's a nice, immaculate, impressive little game. Yeah, I think it's a nice... Uh, here's the deal. I think it's a nice 2.5D side scroller that's really fun to play that everyone sucks the dick of because it's got Metroid on the tin. That's just me though. Great game. That, still. That's a that's a really f- that's a really fair and correct assessment. Uh, and you're totally right. Um, but I have to be perfectly honest that I'm here sucking the dick of Final Fantasy Stranger of Origins because it's a fucking Final Fantasy game. And I and as you said, if it was made by Americans, I would be like, dude, this shit. Just- sucks but when i got to the end of the game i was also like sam is both right and wrong because an american could never have done this an american could never have done have achieved what what they have here sam i'm gonna be perfectly honest in saying that i actually really liked this story oh my god dude oh my I, god. I actually i actually really like the story of this game i don't think it's well told but i i i love that it's like the weirdest adaptation of I have no mouth and I must scream ever. I think, okay, okay. I'll just, I'll stop and say that we're all in agreement. Because my entire problem with the story stems from the fact that I didn't understand anything that was happening from the 40% mark 
from no, I'm sorry, from like the fifty percent mark from like once after we get all the crystals to the ninety-five percent mark, I'm like, what the fuck is happening? What is what is happening? I gotta be perfectly honest in saying I actually understood everything perfectly in this game. And I was talking to a friend of mine. I think that all of Japan has autism, and therefore I can understand them, even at their worst and weirdest. I think I think that the, here's the thing: us autists, we speak in uh, we speak in tap code, you know. We speak in tap code on oh, the yeah, walls. That's lovely. Yeah, and so like I can understand the tap code of of Tetsuya Nomura and uh, whatever his first name is, Ko- Nojima. Yeah, uh, Daisuke Inoue is the game director. Yeah, Daisuke Inoue is the... Along is with the, two other guys. Um, yeah, The but, director but of the, uh, the Nintendo Warriors games and then the director of Persona 5 Strikers. Those are the two guys who are the other That's directors. kind of amazing that they all teamed up to make... And then Daisuke Inoue... Sorry, I've been doing research on this game for a video. I'm assuming he's the Neo guy, right? No! Daisuke Inoue is a square dude. But specifically, on at least according to his Moby Games page, he's only credited for games from like 2006 to his last game being lead battle planner on Lightning Returns, which was in 2014. And then he has no credits until he's the director of this game along with the director of the Warriors, Nintendo Warriors games, Hyrule, Definitive, Fire Emblem Warriors, alongside the guy that directed Persona 5 Strikers, who also, oddly enough, it, that's his only credit, is directing Persona 5 Strikers and nothing else. So, obviously, Koei Tecmo, Team Ninja, they're they're on the come up. They're, they're firing off with new fucking talent, and it's hot shit. They, they, they dug up the bones of Daisuke Inoue, and yeah. they revived him. It, and it's... And what what so- if Daisuke Inoue had an egg that stole all his memories, so he just doesn't remember what he worked on? No, I can tell you he does remember what he worked on, because think about it like this, Miles. Again, the mid-2000s to early 2010s, Lightning Returns. Think about that game from like a, a graphics and aesthetic in Gen 7 point of view, and all the pieces make sense, right, on why the game looks and feels and sounds the way it does. And not only looks, feels, and sounds the way it does, why it's designed the way it is. The fact that it's a hallway game. It's so 2009. The theory I, the theory I put forth is that uh, Daisuke Inoue actually got isekai'd into Final Fantasy XIV A Realm Reborn. And now that he completed Endwalker, he just got out of the game. So now he's back at Square Enix and they're letting him direct this weird Stranger Paradise game. It's because it's he's, he's been through it all. He's been through the loops, the MMO loops. He knows what the fuck is up. Yeah, he's played five years worth of non-stop Final Fantasy XIV Realm Reborn where he can't make any mistakes. If you die in the game, you die in real life. He has a, and now he's, he's the only human being on the planet to have a perfect 100% win ratio against all the raid bosses in Final Fantasy XIV. And, and that, that's why he told this story, which is basically... I mean, okay, so, so spoilers for Stranger of Paradise. Skip to fucking, I don't know, for, for to avoid the spoilers... For this game with a bad story uh, that I love. But it's basically Live, Die, Repeat, a.k.a. Edge of Tomorrow meets I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream meets what else? I mean, there's another one of these kinds of like loop stories. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah, but but a story about a loop where where they're they're kind of closing in on a on a perfect iteration of this loop, but the loop is different every single time. And they they plant the seeds. Yeah, they plant the seeds to their own their own success throughout the the various loops. I don't know. There's some there's some story that's like that. Run Lola Run. I mean, I, I, yeah, I guess Run Lola Run's a good comparison. What is that? <laughs> it's uh, it's the movie that the Ocean Avenue music video is based on. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's how I know that you would know it. Okay. I would normally explain what it actually is, but this is the one that you would understand. Okay, I guess I get it. So it's like based on so like is that music video it's parroting L- run Lola yeah. run. Okay. Yeah. The same way that uh that um Saturday by Fall Out Boy is parodying some like detective movie that I don't know the name of. Okay. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I, uh, have not heard the words light and darkness used as nouns quite so often. Used as proper nouns, I should say, by the way. Used as proper nouns. Yeah, that's really, that's some Nomura shit right there. That, that was, that was some real Nomura shit. The amount of just light and dark that, that kept coming up. Just as, as concepts. Not as... Not as 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 theories or or no no yeah as theories but like specifically as like world world binding concepts the yarn the thread of reality is light and dark Some and real then they have to shit. be in the perfect balance in order to achieve the the equilibrium to escape yeah, the, it- the 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 matrix it's all about the matrix. But but can we just say that that finale though is kind of fucking hype. That final boss is fun. He's tough as fuck, by the way, on hard mode. He's oh yeah, he's tough. great. He's oh great, yeah, that, that boss is. Interesting. I beat him with the. Uh, I beat him with the. Uh, what's the the expert class where it's it's uh it's one of the blue ones where you get to the tyrant. Arch- yes, thank you, tyrant. Yeah, I beat him with tyrant with the fisticuffs. Very rewarding. What I what I ended up doing was I ran and this is a brilliant <laughs> this is a brilliant uh, team by the way cuz I just I saw the numbers in my brain. I ran Dark Knight and Paladin because okay. you spend all your HP in Dark Knight and then you get it all back with Paladin with Holy Fang. Shit. Yeah, I mean <laughs> I mean did it work? Did it take fucking centuries to do or it depended on on what build I was using. For that one, I did um, sword and shield paladin alongside um, mace sage. Okay. So I, so I was running sage. I cast haste on myself a lot, uh, and uh, and day flash just fucking ruins people's entire lives. Like that uh, that thing just carves out boss HP. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, I um. I stuck with I, I I initially tried to do it with the axe, but the axe was just too it was just not happening. It was too too it was too slow, and I couldn't get off any of the the like stronger R two attacks. So I'm like, yeah. right, fuck this. Let's switch over to the 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 fisticuffs, and then let's use holy or that that's uh equip them with with holy stat. Yeah, and, that and just, holy. Yeah, it's fucking disgusting, by the way. Because once they're inflicted with it, it just uh, all your attacks just do twice as much damage, and they're just weak. Oh to yeah, the... no. The, whoever came up with the idea of elemental break is a crack addict. 
Yeah, it's it's, that, it's such a fucked up mechanic. I I gotta say, like, I actually like a lot of the bosses in this game. Kraken is just one of these fights. Oh, where, Kraken's like, brutal, dude. He took me like an hour, but, but not even because he was that hard, just because I just I just couldn't fucking execute. Like, the thing that I like about Kraken is he's one of those rare bosses that I fight, and every single attack just feels good to dodge. It all just makes sense. Where like the timing just feels right. Uh, you know, depend the the blocks feel right, the dodges feel right. It all just feels right. It's a right feeling boss. There's a couple of those in in this game. Some right feeling bosses. Yeah, I the really... behemoth. Oh, right yeah. feeling boss. Behemoth's pretty good. Um, Astos, right feeling boss. Oh yeah, that fight with that Astos, Astos really, fight really wacky. It's really fun. Yeah, I love. That's probably my favorite fight in the game, to be honest. Yeah. Also, shout shout out shout out that first boss. Shout out uh, Garland Chaos Advent. Oh yeah, Garland Chaos Advent. That's a good one. Really great. Like, Just first classic. Boss. Like yeah, it teaches you all, all what you need to know about the game. Like hard, but not like like hard when you're first learning the game. But like really understandable and easy once you like you like get it through your thick skull how to play it. It's good. I also really like um the uh the the dark rider or the night rider whatever his name oh, is. Oh my god, the yeah, one that you throw, throw a horse. fucking horse at. Yeah. The yeah, greatest he, scene in in gaming history. Yeah, he he's awesome. Um, I also like that. Uh, the the ele- the elementals, the the like the water. Oh and fire yeah, one of those. Um, I, I like that yeah. because you really got to and Lamaha or Lahama. Yeah, you have to. You really got to like switch up your strategy for them, which I like. Um, there's some good bosses in that fucking game. Yeah, see, there, this uh, is why it this game is like an eight to me why it it just breaks the the breaks the glass ceiling of the ascended seven and just reaches eight for me is because like a majority of the game is is this combat is these boss battles and that's where the game shines and is really really fucking good and the parts where it's like subpar the graphics general presentation and and like um in how the corridor it's levels and yeah, yeah. The, I I gotta be honest though, I don't really have a problem with the corridor levels. The the thing is, I don't have a problem with any of the things that you said. I just also acknowledge that that they don't like though those are those are the it factors that that bring a game up. You know what I mean? I think I think I said like. I, once on this podcast, I said like a bad story is the difference between an eight out of ten and a ten out of ten, whereas a bad, whereas bad gameplay is the difference between a fucking one out of ten and a ten out of ten. Like, like when you have like a story that's that I like the story. It's just like it doesn't make sense until the last four the, hours. Yeah, but here's the but here's the thing though, Miles. I don't like the story, but I like the cutscenes because they're funny, and because like, dude, when the pirates storm the fucking castle or whatever, and they're all run outside, and someone's like, it's chaos out here, and it goes to, like, the chancellor's, like, the the like the like king's right-hand guy, the chancellor, and he just, and the camera zooms in, and his face just goes, chaos? Dude! <laughs> stitches! I was in fucking stitches! What My favorite moment is when Jack is just so fucking done with Princess Sarah, he punches her in the fucking stomach and knocks her unconscious and tells Sophia to get her the fuck out of the room. <laughs> but that, I, I don't I don't know, man. I like this. I like the story when that when everyone turns on Jack so that he becomes chaos. Dude, I was good. like, what the fuck is happening when that all when all that went down? I'm like, what the fuck is going on think- right now? 
I think that's the difference is I think I, I got the story like earlier than you. I think I like knew what was happening throughout the whole thing. Which might be different. Like I was kind of able to to tell where everything was going. Um just because I think I've just played enough of these games to like know what the bullshit is in them. I mean, you know? like I kinda got the rough idea. I kinda got the rough idea and then it became more concrete towards the end of the game. Like, okay, so this is actually like a prequel to Final Fantasy One and basically sets up how Garland gets involved with like chaos and the the fucking four fiends i get like i don't fucking know dude i was trying to explain this story to a buddy of mine i couldn't actually like i could not fucking do it all right let me let me break it down for you let me break it down for you okay so strangers are lufenians who are selected to be peacekeepers of Cornelia, of Cornelia, because Cornelia is the quarantine cage in which the irrational humans are separated from the Lufanians' uh, paradise. You know that their their utopian society, which is, I guess, just a wheat field. Yeah, <laughs> their their utopia is just lots and lots of amber waves. So, of course, they, they got to send they're, these. They're, their their heaven is a. Uh, is a samurai final boss arena. Yeah, their their heavens a Sekiro level. <laughs> so so like Jack and his friends are basically just soldiers. They're they're they are soldiers, veterans who are sent on a live die repeat esque mission in which they are uh sent down to Cornelia to balance out the light and the dark because that is what will keep their own paradise running in a float because the heart of of humans whether they're consumed by too much light or too much darkness can create an imbalance that ruins essentially their energy right their okay. their universal energy so jack and all of his stupid friends got to go to cornelia and have their memories lived died repeated over and over and over again in order to make sure that the balance of light and dark is working out. But Lufania is also still sending in various like new parts of the world, light and dark and all these things to keep the strangers in this loop and to make their job basically last forever and be as autonomous as possible. So eventually they all realize that the Lufanians are using them and they decide we want out. We want out of this because we just don't agree with with them anymore. Even though we are Lufenians, we got to get the fuck out of here. So we're going to devise a plan by using Astos, who is essentially a robot, as our memory for this. Which, by the way, is the plot to Mega Man Legends. And they have Astos execute this plan through a variety of loops, but ultimately... Our strangers of paradise do have to successfully get through one single loop without dying, like lived, I repeat. And in order to do so, once they have executed their plan, because they all have various stages of memory, once they've executed their plan, uh, they can uh, make uh, Jack Garland into chaos, and chaos will be so dark that Lufania will have to essentially hit the eject switch on the world, which will free the world 
from the Lufanians. And then all they got to do is break the time loop by having the Warriors of Light come and kill Chaos. And then the Warriors of Light are going to be sort of, quote-unquote, trained by the Four Fiends in the sense that they have to defeat them in order to get the crystals to beat Garland Chaos, right? Is that how that's supposed to go? Okay. Right. And so basically the Four Fiends have sent Garland back into the past, as the story goes, but that was less an act of malice and more them scheming to wrest control of the world away from the Lufenians, which also makes sense in that the Lufenians appear in Final Fantasy 1 in order to guide the real warriors of light. Okay. It's all you can say is okay, because it's a batshit insane story. It makes sense. I just didn't. It's I just, just stupid. I, I just didn't really. Un- yeah, I just didn't really get the whole like Matrix shit. Towards the end of the end of the game, you know? Yeah, like, I mean I mean essentially like, yeah, Cornelia is a real world version of the Matrix. It's not a computer, it's just a world that is under the control of a computer. But it is not inside of a computer. Imagine if you will, Sam, and if the Matrix was a real place, it just could be altered with technology. <laughs> That's it. That's the, that's the story. Any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. One of Arthur C. Clarke's three uh, rules of science fiction. Anyways, I really like the combat in Stranger Paradise. I think it's really fun to turn enemies into crystal and hear Jack scream your dust and all that. It's fun. I was about to scream your dust, yeah. It's no, great. Yeah, here's the thing. The, the, combat, the combat's all you need. You don't have to like the story like I did. You, you, you fucking hate this story and still enjoy the game, which is yeah, the best you part could, about gaming. You know, dude, you can, you can hate the story and still like watching it. It's dope because it's funny because the, the, the VA is hysterical. At the end of the fucking game, uh, when fucking Garland gets sent back in time and Jack goes to fucking Sarah, guess I need to switch jobs, huh? When they're about to head off to his fucking castle at the beginning of fucking Fabius, you want, dude? I was like, bro, I actually can't with this game right now. That that line is great because it's three different jokes at once. It's like, all right, but 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 Jack, let's go. Let's have this because you know, because because he uses jobs, yeah, to get the job done. Comedy. It's comedy gold. But yeah, so yeah, great, great fucking uh, great game. Chaos Mode's fun. Have you tried that at all? Not yet. I I, I didn't want to like immediately jump back in. Oh, I did want to. I did have a crack house complaint, like a oh. truly crack house complaint. The, this maybe the worst credits of all time. Just the most fucking eye searing credits I've ever fucking seen. Just like all the red streaks, which are awesome. But then you have black text that turns white. So you have this black to white text over this red background. And it's like fucking giga compressed because it's clearly like a, an MOV file. So it's just fucking like eye straining to try and read the names of any of these fucking people. Like, anyone, after you see the words, theme song by Frank Sinatra, just stop trying to read the credits. No one is important. Yeah. I no got, one else in this development team is important. I got to, I got to the point where, where because the credits start playing, and, and it's playing the, the Frank Sinatra song. And I'm there, and I'm just so entranced watching the screen. And then the Frank Sinatra song ends, and I'm like, okay, credits are over. Like, <laughs> Yeah. I stayed through the whole credits for some fucking reason. I was just I so entra- I was mentally entranced at the end of uh end of end of that fight um with uh whatever the fuck his name was 
the final boss. Uh, Dark, darkness, darkness manifest. Yeah, darkness manifest. It is. It is nice that you don't actually kill chaos. You don't. Because that's not the point of the story. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do a, a, a deep dive analysis of this story. It would be a waste of all of our times. I mean, I guess I already did, but thematically, well, you just I'm not gonna. What do happened? It. Yeah, it's a little different. That's you just true. What happened? That that's very true. That's very true. There there's some there's some lines that I'm just like, I know this is not good, but this is my favorite line of all time. Just like I just I heard it and I was immediately like. See, I know I'm not allowed to, to call this good, but I am going to say that I loved it. Because fuck you. Like that, 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 there's one where he's just like, the darkness in my heart will swallow you whole. I'm like, fuck yes, dude. Fuck yes. See, again, that's some shit you'd hate if an American wrote it, dude. No, I, I, think, I think if an American wrote it, I would be charmed by it. <laughs> I would be charmed. Because I love the phrase "eat you whole." It's my favorite. <laughs> I I think that that any time a character brags by saying they'll eat you whole, that's like the greatest, most like oh, badass yeah. line for no good reason. Dude, no you, oh, dude, reason. you got to read fucking Tokyo Ghoul because that's like literally how they like defeat the enemies is by eating them. So yeah. they say that like half a dozen times. Miles, I've been reading re Tokyo Ghoul. I'm about to like I'm I just finished the seventh volume of sixteen. A uh, fucking masterpiece, fucking just masterpiece. It's incredible. I'm a I'm a uh is uh Sui Ishida stan now. That man can do no wrong. But I wanted to t- to 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 bring this up not be not because I have any interest in talking about Tokyo Ghoul, but instead I wanted to talk about the um. How the legacy of Tokyo Ghoul is permanently tainted by this bad anime adaptation that I've I, I've I've had the displeasure of learning about in my time with the with the series, and I know we've talked a bit about it on previous weeks shows, but I wanted to o- open up to you, Miles, and ask you what IP out there that exists is really fucking good, but in the general pop culture landscape is maybe not as widely respected because it's foray into film or TV or like that kind of heavy pop culture or anime, the silver screen, whatever it was bad or really mediocre. That is a great question. There's a series called Del Toro Quest that if people read, I think that people would like it a lot, but it's remembered partially for a 90s anime that's not terrible. Yeah, didn't Del Toro... Not terrible at all, but... I think Del Toro Quest also got an anime in the early 2010s, if I recall correctly. Which Um, is fascinating, because it's a Canadian book series. It's... Wait, it's Canadian? I was under the impression it was Australian. It might be Australian, but either way, it's not Japanese, which is what's funny. I I know it's a... It's like a best-selling like novel series in Australia. oh yeah i love I those books that. as a kid oh you I love read those them? books as a kid oh yeah one of the few one of the few books i'm a big fan of one of the few books is that in a series of unfortunate events baby those are the only books shout out to books <laughs> shout out to shout out to books all two of them i do have i have a friend who's who's just the sweetest um but he's really funny because like He's really into books, and he's always trying to get me to read. This is not Tom's second look. I think Tom's second look has accepted that I just don't do books. But he's always trying to get me to read. 
And like, he always makes me want to read because they'll describe a book and it'll sound so awesome and so interesting. And then I'll just think about ink and words on a page and having to do them all. And I'll just, just say, nope, just, I'm good. I, I, I'll tell you this, Miles. Just bite the bullet, sit down, open the book, and just start. And don't think about it. And then after 15, 20 minutes, if you start getting itchy and antsy, then you can get up and then you can say, okay, may- maybe reading's not for me. I'll try again. I'll try again sometime sooner or later or never, you know? Yeah. Uh, but Del Toro Quest is probably my answer for that one. Um, I mean, there's definitely going to be other examples of, like, anime where just the manga is just, like kino superior but to, it's, to the anime but but like that but let me be clear here there's a difference between something like berserk where well, yes. where like berserk, berserk is still beloved is still a widely beloved ip as a manga regardless of its pretty solid 97 adaptation or the the batshit 2016 cgi fuckfest um from like six years ago like it, that's that's like not include would not berserk. It would not be an included piece in this con in this conversation. You you are talking specifically things that the the version that overshadowed and that most people watched is 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 less respected. Yeah, like I feel like I like I feel like because when I would talk because I talked to like four different people about Tokyo Ghoul and they all said oh man that anime adaptation sucked right I'm like you don't even fucking watch anime like people I'm talking to when people are talking I'm like how the fuck do you know this what what though I'm like how heinous what the fuck happened oh I have an answer for this I have an answer for this and it's not an answer about something that was overshadowed in pop culture okay. rather it's it's an answer that the translation was so bad that people like it less. And it's Final Fantasy VII. Okay. The the modern Final Fantasy VII experience is being is being shocked that it's actually good. But from like the 2000s to the early from the mid mid 2000s to the early 2010s when people started to turn on Final Fantasy after kind of years of the spiky-haired anime big sword stuff, they all kind of turned on Final Fantasy 7. You did see a lot of people who like very specifically they said that the writing in the game was bad because the translation sucked shit. And so like a lot of the, of the dark period where everyone just for no real reason hated Final Fantasy 7 without even playing it. A lot of that had to do with Advent Children, Dirge of Cerberus, and the bad translation. Yeah. So it's it's not quite the same, but there's this weird era of time where the extended media and the translation made the entire thing look worse. I'll say, let me ask this, I'm curious, is there like a, is there like a fan translation of FF7 that... You know, there must be, but I don't know any high-profile fan translations. Oh, that's shocking, especially since it's so, uh, the, especially since this translation snafu is so well-known. What's funny about it is that most people just document the translation. There must be, there must be a fan translation. Like, there's no way there isn't, especially because it's on PC. Like, there's no way. Yeah. Uh, another similar but different situation. This is definitely due to like what I, what I like to refer to, at least in regards to the games, is like localization bias, where like Illusion of Gaia is like a, a more well known, respected game in the states than like Terra Enigma is, even though Terra Enigma is probably the superior game. But that didn't come out here. 
on the Super Nintendo. Yeah, same with Secret of Mana and Sagan Densetsu 3. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Same thing with, with, with those. Um, where, again, not quite the, the, the same thing, but a similar sort of, like, overshadowing of a, of a better, you know, piece of media. Uh, uh, yeah, a, a more improved version of, of the game we already got. Yeah. Um... But yeah, I was trying to th- because, Tokyo Ghoul. Yeah, Tokyo Ghoul is like a like a great example where I just feel like I feel like if if the an- anime adaptation was good, it would be a like a- it would get the respect actually it actually deserves as like a great, excellent, fucking masterful, masterfully told story. Like, I, I'm actually, like, enthralled in this shit. Re is so fucking good. The best, like, the the best shit ever. It's, ba- like, I hope if Chainsaw Man Part 2 has, has Re energy, oh my fucking god. I'm gonna go ballistic. I'm gonna go ballistic. You know what, I, I, on the subject of Chainsaw Man. Please. Chainsaw Man is, is a lot like Berserk now, where that anime adaptation could suck shit. But it would it would not be people being like, oh, Chainsaw Man sucks. They would be like, oh, Mappa really fucked up because Chainsaw yeah. Man has already kind of like as a manga supplanted itself as this like 10 out of 10 for everyone. Where like if you hear the opinion Chainsaw Man is mid like you just know you just know that that person is is trying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there are some opinions you just hear that you're just like, oh, you're fishing. You are fishing today. It's anyone who says that Steel Ball Run is mid, they're fishing. Steel Ball Run doesn't even have to be your favorite JoJo part, you know what I mean? But, like, anyone who's just like, nah, straight mid, straight mid, 5 out of 10, like, they are fishing. They don't mean that shit. Mid is such a funny fucking term. I love it. Because it, 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 it truly is, like, it is a non-insult. It is a non-term. Because to call something mid is to acknowledge that it's good, just not as good as everyone else thinks, or that it's it's not, like, that great. Yeah, and I, I, that's my, that's makes my people, take on it. It makes people froth at the mouth, but it's like, like, mid is just is just a derogatory way of saying, yeah, it was all right. It was pretty okay. Yes. Like, it's, it, it was, it was, it's a weaponized version of saying, I thought it was I, just okay. Eh. <laughs> it, is, it is a weaponized meh. And that and that's like why mid is such a funny term, because when you actually hear mid, what someone is saying is not that they think something is mid. What they're saying is they think it's bad and calling it mid will hurt the the person who hears it more. No one who says something is mid actually thinks it's mid. They think it's bad. Yes, that's definitely uh, that's definitely true. Although I'll say. I'll say this. Typically, when I say something is mid it typically means that there there were parts of the experience I probably liked, but the the overall experience was negative. Mid, like that, like Deathloop that, is the most recent example of a game that I played where I was just like mid, mid. Where like I BDSP, call that mid. bad shit, like shit. Yeah, nothing That's mid about that. Because like what you're describing as mid, I would describe as a four out of ten. And I don't, co- I don't think for mid is a four out of ten. I think mid is a five. You know what I mean? I think Deathloop's like a five. Yeah, it's like a five, six somewhere. Oh, in that range. okay. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, like for me, like a mid is like mid is like 
straight up like middle of the road like yeah like true five cruella it's, is mid yeah it's one of those things where it's like it's is it a bad movie no but there's not a lot of good in it there's nothing to like but there's nothing to truly dislike nothing interesting enough to dislike uh, yeah like and especially for for us uh, who have like very little interest in fashion that's not in fucking jojo's bizarre adventure like we can't even grasp onto like the dresses like or the any dr- of that yeah. shit in the movie we can't even really appreciate that level of the whole thing and we're not even really disney head so we can't appreciate the the 101 dalmatians weird or villain origin story that this is either so it's just like uh it, it's just mid stranger of puppy dice 101 Dalmatians origin. <laughs> you're a coach! <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's, uh, instead of your dust, she goes, You're a coach! You're a coach! <laughs> skins them. <laughs> Dude, I'm still pissy didn't fucking skin any Dalmatians in that fucking movie. Yeah, I mean, isn't no, that, that, that whole was a cop gimmick? out. That was a cop out. You know what I'm sick of, Miles? Cop outs? The, yeah, these companies trying to come back and do shit with IP. And then be like, oh, we're just going to not really respect the IP. We're going to bring it back and we're going to shovel it out to everyone. But uh, Cruella DeVille, you know, the woman, you know, for wanting to skin the Dalmatians. Nah, in her origin story, she ain't going to do none of that. What the fuck? Uh, you know what I will say? And and, and Go. we, we got to give Stranger of Paradise the, the credit here. Like, I know the whole meme is I want to kill chaos. But like we like Jack Garland's story is about turning into chaos. If Jack Garland did not become chaos at the end, or at least Garland, like, I would have just been like, the fuck? Really? Like, if he actually killed chaos instead of becoming chaos, I would have been like, all right, well, I just wasted my fucking time. <laughs> I wouldn't have, because the game's awesome, but I wouldn't have liked the story as much. You under- But yeah, you understand what the fuck I'm talking about. It's like- No, like, I'm trying to think of another example, but, but you are right. I, okay, it, like, Ellie not killing Abby- even though that's like what we came here to do, right? Because they still want us to like Ellie. They she she makes the right choice, even though there's no real reason for her to make that choice. And and it's pure sunken cost foul like pure sunken cost fallacy. She should have just killed her. Yeah. It was like Your fucking wife left you over this stupid quest. You know what I mean? Like you should have just done it. It's yeah, it, it it's a... Uh... God, why what, didn't she flip the guitar over? God, why didn't a, she learn to play it with her left hand? What a fucking... You only need a thumb and your index finger for a pick, Ellie. What a, that game is a failure of storytelling. It really I'm gonna is. I'm going to just say it. I'm going to just say it like that game. That's one of those games that has one problem, like one core problem, that is so cancerous. It it radiates across the whole rest of the game and completely kills the whole experience. So what like, is that one problem, like, specifically? Like, to me personally, to me personally, I think The Last of Us Part 2 greatly improves as, like, an emotional work. If you start the game, if you started the game as Abby. Right. And we learn to like Abby. And we learn to like Abby. And it's kind of revealed sort of at the point of no return that, uh-oh, the big bad dude we're going after was Joel from the last game. Now, of course, th- in order for this to have happened, we wouldn't have had to not gotten 
to see Joel and Abby in the in the fo- in like the ads and stuff, and it would probably have to have been called something something else, uh, and not yeah. necessarily part two to fully you know make this effect work for people. But if we actually started with her and grew to like her and her journey and whatever you know the ship she's on, she's on to do, and then we find out. Oh shit! The the villain of her story is actually the the guy we liked and played as the previous game, and then we gotta go th- and then we go through and and do it. It's like oh fuck, I'm conflicted, and yeah. then you I don't switch care how over. Ellie to, feels, but, but I'm inf- I'm I'm conflicted. The player, like 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 at me as as me as Miles J. I know that Ellie doesn't know what I know. But, like, I don't know if I want what Ellie wants anymore, even though when I bought this game, that, okay, even if I, even though, uh, assuming I bought the game and I'm gay, that would be what I would want, is whatever Ellie wants. But I'm neither of the, actually, I did purchase the game, but I'm not gay and we didn't start with Abby, so I didn't want either of those things. Because my thing is this, it's like, because my whole problem is, like, the core difference between Ellie and Abby in the last part two from like the 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 player perspective is that we've already spent 20 hours with Ellie in the last game and we and we grew to appreciate her and know her on some level we don't know who this Abby chick is so when she's introduced at the beginning of the game and then she kills this fucking character we also liked and were attached to from 20 hours of playing as them from the previous game i i as a player feel a type of way about her and she, and and they just throw her in the ditch they throw her 12 feet in this ditch and my expectations for wanting to appreciate or like this character. So they set themselves up for fucking failure and they're like, nah, we're going to dig out. And in my opinion, they fucking failed because all the shit they show trying to make me sympathetic is like, but you still did that shit. You still like, I'm already predisposed to not liking you as opposed to if we started the game fresh. And I had this fresh perspective, and then you do this nasty shit like 10 hours into the game, and I gotta sit with the consequences of having done, you know, you know, played a part in killing Joel since I technically got Abby here and maybe even pulled the devil trigger. Um, and then I gotta play as Ellie, who's in fucking Batman Wolverine violence pissed off sicko mode. And I'm and I'm like kind of feeling her way, but I'm also conflicted because I I I saw a- Abby's whole side of things beforehand, and said instead of seeing Abby's side of things after everything was said and done, and like her story is like really not even relevant to what Ellie's even doing. Her, her story isn't even relevant, and also it's emotionally manipulative. Like it, I. It, what no one is willing to say is that Abby's story is a white savior narrative. It's just that it's a cisgender savior narrative. Like, like if if Lev was a little black boy, everyone would have called it exactly what it is, which is a white savior narrative. I I just don't think like, in I think because of this whole whole problem, there's just this complete fucking. Like this whole the whole thing breaks down from there because once the, we switch over to Abby and I see day one my fucking stomach dropped, 
I'll never forget a feeling that way. When I'm like, no, we're not doing. Oh, there's oh, more. No. There's more. It's not that there's more. Oh no, there's a lot more. There's like ten hours more. 10, 12 hours more of a game, by the way, that, like, from a gameplay perspective, I already wasn't really enjoying that much. I, I just didn't find, like, I don't know, I just didn't find the stealth in the in that game super compelling either. Like, the, the, the stealth action gameplay, I didn't really find it particularly compelling in 2, where I found it, I found it good in 1. Like, I found it pretty well, fun in 1. because one, 1 is really simple. And also, one only has fucking two modes of tra- of like movement, and both of them are as fast as each other. As long as you're not sprinting, crouching, and running sta- and jogging are the same speed. And Joel's footsteps are miraculously silent. I mean, like th- like that. The stealth in that game is free, and it's designed to be free because the fun of it is that it's this kind of fast-paced non-committal stealth. You can get out of it if you need to, right? Like yeah. like a, a shootout in that game, like a shootout in like a Metal Gear game, like the music goes fucking crazy and you just start getting fucking railed immediately and you, you can survive an alert phase. I I would know, but like th- it's it's hard and it's a, it's another fucking game. It's like, supposed when that shit to happens. be like uh like when you enter the alert alert phase, that is like a fail state in that in that it's, game. It's a fail state, but it's it's a like Death Stranding, it, it's a fail state that you can get out of. Like yes. if you if you fuck up your packages horribly, just pick them the fuck back up and keep going. Like if you get a fucking alert in that game, hide and wait for it to be over if you can. Yeah. Like like whereas the last of us when you're discovered that is an extension of the stealth gameplay it, this it, is the second phase of of every stealth the game is more or less designed around the fact that you will never complete a stealth section successfully it, it, you yes, will enter a shootout yeah and i think yeah that's the that's the goal i think the the design goal is this hybrid mix of like stealth to sort of thin out the herd and can. then yeah. you it climaxes into a shootout um before ending and in, in repeating in the next combat encounter, which I find fucking infuriating because I'm a I'm a stealth fan, but that's the game they want me to play. And yeah, it's, I, it's I not a st- it. yeah, it's not a stealth game. It's it's not really a stealth game. It's like a it, it's just a it's like a third person linear action game that features stealth as like a element of the of the gameplay. Not like yeah, it, it is the game. It's like how Breath of the Wild has <laughs> stealth. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Why? Because why not? Because because the game isn't any worse without it, or w- like it's not worse with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, might as well be in there. It's like how Pokemon Legends RC says stealth, and by stealth, it's like if you're in the tall grass, and I mean only the tall grass. Pokemon can't maybe can't see you. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like it might as well be in there because why not? Yeah. What's the worst that could happen if it was in the game? Which is kind of an interesting design philosophy, I guess. You know what I mean? It's well, it's like why why have jumping in some games? Why can we jump in Grand Theft Auto? You know? Because right. we want to simulate the athletic abilities of a human, and one of those core features would be being able to leave the ground. Yeah, but, like, it, it does become really funny when, when it's, like, Uncharted and, and Last of Us Part 2, where, like, you can't actually jump in those games. No. 
You can, but you can't. Because if you try and jump, the game will just magnetically just... It's like the, sh the magnets in your shoes will just keep you there. So, like, I... This needs to be a video program as soon as humanly possible because I was just about to get up and imitate the act of Nathan Drake jumping. So I'm going to do it for you and you're going to describe it and it's okay. not going to be funny at all. all right. Ready? So, okay. So basically, uh, he, uh, it if you do that thing where like your 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 pants are at your ankles and you try to to like jump and pull and like you jump up in the air like you're trying to jump over and a you jump try rope to pull them up and yeah. pull them up at the same time and try to get them up in one fell swoop. That's how Nathan Drake jumps, according and, to Miles. And it's really funny because he always has like this. He'll just go every time he like jumps like and and it's clearly the soundbite of him trying to make a longer distance jump, right? Yeah. Like him being like, oh shit, I'm gonna make this, I'm gonna make this. But when you press the button, you'll just go, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's like Space Ace. The <laughs> SNES Space uh. Ace. Uh. Uh. Oh! Dude, I, I that John Tron video is like, it is Aces. Like, like yeah. one of the last game reviews he did that's like a fire A plus video. So the, the, fucking but, funny. The big thing about it is that, like, he kind of moved on to, like, those compilation kinds of things, and those have their own charm as well. Like, the, the plug-and-play games video is fucking awesome. Yeah. But, like, I do genuinely miss when he would take one game on, in particular. Because even, like, California games, that's a minigame collection, you know what I mean? Yeah. There, there's two California games. Or, like... Yeah, I think that that might actually be the last, like, solo game that he did. The rest were, like, these kinds of oddities. Oh, I'm he sure he... dig into a few of them. I think he did a couple others, but, like, Space Ace was the last JonTron era from, like, the vi like video game JonTron era where I'm like, this video is awesome. Like, super fucking yeah. funny, and I've watched it, like, 20 times. Um, Far out. <laughs> Just in I my brain. I love Jodra. I I love, I love lives lives in my Those fucking videos. brain, dude. Yeah. Uh oh yeah, I uh you know, I, let's get to the normie part of the episode. Okay. We're 50 minutes in. It's that time. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 time for us to talk about sports or uh yeah, baseball's back apparently. Did you see that? No. You know, I saw in the news miles that they're they're changing the apparently there's momentum to change the overtime rule in in the NFL. Did you see that? No, I didn't see that. Apparently, I did uh, go to two. I went to two Dodgers games, if that counts for anything. Oh wait, you went to a second Dodgers game without me? I went to another Dodgers game, yeah, with my family, and it was kind of it was lit as fuck, dude. Our, dude, the Dodgers are sick, bro. Shout oh, out my buddy dude, Elmer. Dude. Shout out my buddy Elmer who got who got me hooked on Dodgers, bro. Dude, the Dodgers actually won that game with uh, they caught a uh, they 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 caught an outfielder. And just immediately they caught it and the game was just fucking over. The game was just over and, and Dodgers won. It said so on the, the, the Gigaplex the or whatever it's called. The Jumbotron. Here's the thing about the Dodgers game that Sam and I went to is that we fucking left because it was just over. The Dodgers got the fucking most runs in their entire career in the first outing. Inning. Uh, in the first inning. Why the fuck did I say out? Dude, oh this God. entire in essay you've been spitting right now has had like the, like all like the slightest of vocabulary er vocabulary errors. 
Yeah, just when you, just when you said enough. they caught an outfielder, it's a no, an outfielder caught the ball. Yeah, I don't know baseball. I just know I just know what happens when it's happening in front of me. I can I can just I'm, it's it's like I can read Japanese, but I can't tell you what it means. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can just tell you what the characters are, and I could sound them out. I can do the same with Hebrew. Yeah, but I could not tell you what it means. Like so, I'll I'll be if I'm watching a baseball game, I will see what happens, and I'll be like, oh, I understand what just occurred. I could not tell you the name of any of those things. Yeah. Well, but, uh, the beauty of baseball is that it's just really easy to follow from, like, uh, oh, I just got here. Like, I'm from another but, but planet it, I, and just got here. The How does this work? About baseball, the, the thing about baseball is that you don't even have to pay attention to the game the vast majority of the time. Because the moment you hear, tink, you just you, you immediately turn your head back to the game. But otherwise, you're talking to your friends, you're eating your stupid nachos. You're yeah, drinking your $20, your your $20 uh, vodka, kettle and vodka lemonade. Yeah, um, all oddly specific experiences. Yet nachos on your your nice super dry oh, jacket yeah. that never <laughs> oh, came man. out. I still got the photo. The really, sick. never came out. Oh yeah. damn! Really? Oh yeah. I should I should have should have got the bleach on there. I guess I still can. I can get like a bleach pad. Yeah, it's never too late like to tide. Um, but uh, Sam, what I actually wanted to talk about was the Oscars, and I didn't want to talk about Will Smith getting slapped. Okay, because we all we all know about it. It all, it happened. It was mildly amusing. Actually, it was pretty fucking amusing in general. But Sam, what I want to talk about is uh, I think this should be the last Oscars ever. I think that okay. we're done. I think we're done. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, do, are there multiple reasons that you think this, or or, or just um, uh, because one? because it was a shit show and no one knows what won anything. But we all know who got slapped in the face yes. and who made rape jokes. Oh, that happened? The answer is Regina Hall, yes. Uh, see, I didn't even uh, I, I didn't even know that. I didn't even okay, know let that me, piece let me, of controversy. Let me let me read this one out because this 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 happened, okay? Yeah, so our, our show can get canceled for, for spitting rape jokes. I see how this is. See, because here's the deal. Mm. Regina King can do whatever she wants. But but Google so, so basically, they're gonna come after Spotify, they're gonna come after Crackhouse. So Regina Hall, Regina Hall is a 51-year-old actress, right? Okay. And so she gets up What's on stage in? and she goes, I don't know, <laughs> a fucking white dude's ass? I don't know. <laughs> like, so she's 51 years old, right? Yeah. And she she was like, hey, so uh, we lost some of our COVID tests, so I need to test some of you very specifically. So, uh, and so she starts calling out a bunch of single actors, right? Like, yeah. we need you to do a, you know, a test with me, right? And it was obviously she was like flirting with them. So she pointed, and this is really funny because she singled out Will Smith. All this, the poor, the poor, the poor man's been through enough tonight, but she singled him out. Actually, this happened before the, the slap. Yeah. So, so th- this might have been the straw, the, 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 the second to last straw before it broke the camel's back. But she said basically, now, Will, you're married, but I can see that Jada doesn't really mind, so you also need a COVID test. And, like, when I heard that, I was like, I actually think Regina Hall might have been the reason that Chris Rock got fucking decked. <laughs> like, because when she heard, like, yeah, you're not loyal enough to your man, so I'm gonna take him, that was probably, like, the first crack in Jada Pinkett Smith's <laughs> shell, right? 
So anyways, so then she says, and I wrote this down. I literally, I wrote this down because I was fucking shocked. Yes. So I see we've got another bad boy on our list. Is that Jacob Elordi? Jacob Lordy is on Euphoria. Okay. I've seen you on Euphoria, and yes, you are legal. I'm sorry, I mean you are positive. So we're going to need a deep PCR test. Now, now, I don't want any of you to worry. It's going to be a simple test. We're going to go backstage. You'll take your mask off, if you have one, and your clothes. And then I'm going to swab the back of your throat with my tongue and do some other freaky stuff, which I will record for the Academy. It's all protocol. Really, this isn't up to me. A little dicey to be making that a couple years after uh, Weinstein and all that, huh? Maybe oh, a no, little it, dicey. What was, really funny, what was really funny is every fucking woman in my life, Sam, every woman in my life, a.k.a. just my mom, um, because... Because <laughs> <laughs> fuck your sister. Well, I didn't speak to them about this shit, and I'm going to be perfectly honest, I don't want to hear what the fuck to. they have to say about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to hear what the fuck they have to say about this crap. Um... Every woman I know who's online is an online friend of mine is like, oh, yeah, no, that's terrible. But like, like my mom's generation and especially my mom is like, you kids are so sensitive. I mean, like, it's not the same thing. Like the Me Too movement was about imbalances of power. It wasn't actually about rape. Like, <laughs> And I was just like, dude, the mad. My mom didn't actually say that. This was something I saw. <laughs> my mom said, you guys are too sensitive. The The Me Too movement thing is not the same thing. That was a Twitter take. Based I really Miles should clarify. Mom. Based Miles Mom. I really, I really should clarify that, that that was a Twitter take. That was not a mom take. Right. But it was just one of these moments where just the sheer amount of, like, copium that the Oscars produced. Like, there are people who just flipped on their, on their fucking, like, standards and the things that they said because it just no longer lined up with their narrative. Like, people who are like, Will Smith was crazy. Like, like, all these trad wife motherfuckers went from, like, actually defending your wife with violence is based in trad, and they were like, it's illogical and woke to defend your wife through violence, because Will Smith, a Hollywood man, did it. Like, people, now people are just gonna be like, actually, you should solve these things with words if your wife is insulted. It's like, no, your wife wants you to slap the shit out of him. Like, be a fucking man. Be a man about it. You know that's what she wants. And you know that if you do it, she's going to want to dry hump you right there. Like, but but now because Will Smith did it, all these like trad wife guys are like, violence is never the answer. <laughs> and I'm just like, go get pegged, dude. Get fucking pegged for being such a, a fucking turncoat. All right. I spent 30 hours with Jack Garland. OK, if you don't think that I'm ready to fucking slug a motherfucker after all that time with Jack Garland, you're fucking crazy. I love violence. I cannot wait to in, in, engage in violence one day. But dude, I miss being a boxer. I need to get back into that. Anyways, uh, if do you watch fights? Yeah, no, I like boxing well enough. The problem is I think that fights nowadays are fucking boring. Why? Because, so here's the thing. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know shit. I, why? Both, in my opinion, both fighters are afraid of each other. Because they do all their sizing up outside of the ring. Okay. And they're not viewing it as a sport. They're viewing it as a way to make a lot, a lot of money. Okay. okay. So they, the I, way I that they that fight. I see in some circles, yeah. So the way that they fight is mostly by avoiding each other, trying to psych the other person out, and then catching them with with a really good punch, you know punch the head or a good grapple, good, you know, ground tackle if you're watching MMA. Like, in classic boxing, I mean, yeah, there was a lot of footwork and a lot of a lot of stepping, but, like, they... Footwork and stepping are the same fucking thing. Jesus Christ. We're recording this really late, so I'm tired. Uh, 
but basically, if you watch a lot of classic boxing matches, I mean, it was a lot more, you know, people throwing punches, keeping their distance, ducking and dodging. Whereas now, like, people don't want to get knocked the fuck out. <laughs> so they just kind of they just kind of like try to end the fight as quickly and as early as possible. I think Mike Tyson kind of set this precedent as well. Mike Tyson used to really take people out in the first, you know, first round, just his fights would end fucking immediately. Yeah. He would just be super aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so nowadays, like instead of that, basically what they try to do is they try to end the fight in as few moves as possible as, as, as opposed to either, you know, having some kind of different strategy, exhausting the other person, I don't know. Like, it's it's so interesting. Like, boxing at m- mixed martial arts, especially because like boxing kind of doesn't exist anymore. In my opinion, it's all kickboxing. But like, I, I, I'm not making any sense. Oh, my God. I, I, I'll say this. I'll, let me say this. I I understand the sentiment that you say when you're like boxing doesn't really exist anymore, because when I hear about fights, it's U- UFC. It's cage, yeah, it's UFC, it's cage matches. Exactly. And, uh, and like, yeah, and people like mixed martial arts. They like seeing people throw kicks, they like gra- grapples and, and ground stuff. But I, and I think that might be why it, fights are just not that interesting to watch anymore. Because really what it is, is, is people trying to get pins and people trying to get good kicks in. And, and there's not this long sustained element to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, because boxing matches go long, right? They're like 12 rounds, right? They're 12 rounds. If you want to see boxing, no joke, you have to watch Logan Paul. Like, that's how, that's the absolute that state. Was the other thing I was going to say, too, is like, because uh, a lot of what you're saying in regards to, like, sh- sort of like the showmanship, sort of like d- almost WWE elements outside the, the ring cutting promos and stuff before fights and sizing each other up. Like I, a lot of that stems from the Paul 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 brothers doing their shit, calling out people and getting into fights and well, ranking that, them millions I mean, that's, of dollars. That's been, an, that's been a thing for a while now, of course. But like, but the Paul brothers definitely, I think, made it seem really. At viable. least I also think wrestling. Yeah, wrestling also had a hand in that because because that was half the appeal of of wrestling was was the kind of you know before the match everyone's yelling at each other. Yeah, and, cutting and promos. That's yeah, other. that's what's called. Yeah. So like, I, I I I want to see good old fashioned fighting, uh, and I'm just seeing a bunch of guys hugging each other. Uh, and you know what? And if I wanted to see a bunch of guys hug each other, I'd play a Kingdom Hearts game. Yeah, I gotta be honest. MMA is just not really for me. It's just not really for me. It's like kind of like yeah, it, it's 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 vicious, and that's kind of cool. But it's vicious in a really like not a interesting way for me to watch. It's you know what ca- I'll it, say? It's it's aesthetically vicious. Yes, that def- because I, I mean, it's the actually, fighting itself. I mean, it looks like these people actually get fucking hurt. So I'm gonna say it's actually vicious because it looks the, like the these fighting people itself, get fucking hurt. But yeah, the fighting itself is vicious, but it's also very slow paced. Again, yeah. what they're doing is they're delivering the hardest possible singular hit they can. Yeah, because that's probably the 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 right move instead of just going absolutely just fucking bat shit um, well the thing about it is that the the gloves they're using nowadays there's two things so boxing gloves had so much surface area they caused more concussions when boxing was bare knuckle it caused a lot of bleeding but it also caused less uh brain damage okay. and various internal organ damages because fists have a lot of tr- like the padding on a boxing glove can soften the impact on a fist uh 
as in on an actual man's knuckles. Yes. Not on the impact of a fist hitting you. Hitting the right? object, yeah. Yeah. So when you are bare knuckled, you are not hitting nearly as hard as you might be because you don't want to break your fucking hand. Um, boxing gloves eliminate that problem, which means that you can punch more. And while they are not taking as much like cut damage, bleed damage, if you will, uh, the they are incurring more internal damage because you can punch harder and punch through so what you're telling me is probably shouldn't use boxing gloves in my elden ring build because it doesn't cause bleed that's what you're telling me it does cause frostbite though (laughs) it causes sleep Uh, yeah there you go it causes sleep cast throw your sleep pot at him i i'm i am gonna finish elden ring but like I'm kind of done with it, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you've just seen enough, you're satisfied? I did four Louises. I'm fine. I, 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 uh, no, I, I feel you. I had to take a break from the game, too. Granted, a lot of that was because I spent 40 hours of my playthrough looping the first five hours at Infinum. Just like, just like Jack Garland. Yeah, just like Jack Garland, just looping over and over again. Um, and Limgrave is fun. Limgrave eight times in a row where you don't see anything else is not very fun. So, yeah, it's it's like doing the Great Plateau 30 times. Exactly. You know I mean? And you don't see anything else from the rest of the game. Um, so I had to take a break, but I'm 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 getting the itch to to come back. And I'm I feel like I'm almost done. So I run to finish off my virgin playthrough, take another short break and then start over fresh file and play through it again. I I definitely like, I want to finish it, but, like, I kind of don't care what else there is in the world, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like I've seen all the video game biomes that I need. I saw yeah. I saw the sand area. I mean, I think it's this. There is more. There is, there is more. Oh, no, there's... there. I mean, there's the Volcano Manor. I haven't seen the fire area yet. Uh, I believe there's a snowy area. Oh, uh, yeah. It's pretty and, sick. Yeah autumn autumn area like you know I've, I've seen them all and and i'm not i'm not i'm not like oh god another snow you know i'm not like rolling my eyes at it but like there isn't the sense of wonder i got with bloodborne where i'm like wow this is an alien fucking world this is this is something i got from no other game i've ever played yeah well uh, you also like really fuck with what bloodborne's about both the gothic horror aesthetic and the aliens I, I think for me though, Dark Souls also kind of had me had me like that because Dark Souls is like environments are so strange. Yeah, especially you know? ones. Yeah, one the, the environments in, in Dark Souls one are like so weird. Like An Orlando is so different, and Crystal Caverns and and Duke's Archives, like all of that is so different from everything else you'd yeah. seen in other kind of like fantasy works. And then you got the uh, the the forest area the. The forest is great. Yeah, where it's like the just dark the darkest. Garden. Oh yeah, darker garden. Where it's just the gr- like darkest green ever. Um, yeah, it's it's moss, pure moss green. I I think the other thing is just that like I I think I said this on the last episode, but like it is. I did not rage once at Stranger Paradise, even though. I think it's arguably a harder game. Oh, it's than def- Elden Ring and hard on hard. It's fucking harder than Elden Ring. I'd say so. There's not and, a I, like I I had spent time with bosses that took me like over an hour in this game that never happened with Elden Ring. Yeah, Elden Ring annoys me though, which is I think the big difference. Like 
because I didn't rage. Every time I died to a boss, I was like, all right, I can do it. I can do it this time. Like, just observe them carefully. Like, I would, sometimes I would go into a boss fight with just Jack because I just, I wanted it, dude. I, I wanted, I wanted the glory. Damn. Like, I fought Astos with just Jack. Oh, oh, that's the way to do it. God damn. No, I never took anyone out of the, uh, out of the party entirely. I felt like it was part of the spirit of the game to have them. It, it, it depended on the fight. Uh, if it was, like, a human one-on-one fight, I really wanted it to just be Jack, because fuck yeah. But, like, a lot of those bigger bosses, yeah, you, you, you don't want just Jack in there. You, you want, you want the gang, you want the boys! You're beating up, you're beating up all the bad guys with, with Sophia the sociopath. And Jed, and Ash. Jed, Jed the Joker, and Ash the, Ash the, uh, oh, Jesus, what's an A word? Asshole. He's not, he's, no, he's not an asshole, he's lovely. Ash the arm of the law, I don't know. Anytime he would say, when I, when we would finish a fight, like, when, when I, we would finish a fight and the game said, oh, you did a kind of mid-job there, even though I didn't take any damage, and he'd be like, if we could breathe, we could fight again. I'm like, shut the fuck up, bro. Shut the fuck, <laughs> sh- actually, dude, shut the fuck up. Be, be fucking quiet. And then Jed's all like, sorry if I, uh, dropped the ball out there. Shut up, Jed. No, I don't want to hear your, hear your shit right now. That was a perfect fight. I took no damage. I'm at full HP. Didn't use a single potion. We're fucking fine. That That's my issue with, like, one of the voice lines in Vanquish, where it's like, you can't assume the job that I did. Or like that, I like, whenever he says, not what I was after, but it'll do. When I, I got exactly what I was after. Like, it's like, Sam, buddy, you can't speak for me. You can't speak for me. What do you think you're doing? He, of course, is referring to Sam Gideon, by the way, the protagonist of Vanquish, not Sam King Mo, the host of the podcast. The protagonist of, of Miku's of Crackhouse. Miku's Crackhouse. Who, who is the main character of Miku's Crackhouse? Oh, Crack no, House? it's, well, it's, I, I learned this word when I was reading about Jujutsu Kaisen, Deuteragonist. Yeah, Deuteragonist. Thank you, Deuteragonist. It might be Deuteragonist, but I, I've always said Deuteragonist. Yeah, it's it could it could be either. Um, it's the same word. I, I just I, I thought it was thing. I thought it would just because it was like do I was like oh duet like do du, yeah duet du, yeah yeah duetor duetoragonist yeah duetoragonist might be right. But yeah, where the story primarily follows like two two people in sort of right. equal force. I'd say that that's the. Uh, that that's our podcast. Although a similar a similar but different question that I was thinking about. I got a nice I got a really nice message from a from a I got a nice DM from a fan the other day. You know who you are. Thank you very much. Um, that said that that our um, Hatsune because Crackhouse is their favorite podcast. And I was like, oh, thank you so much. And they're like, yeah, I'm the same age as you guys. So I really laugh and think. It's funny, and I get a lot of the stuff you're talking about. And it made me, and I was on my walk when all this happened, I started thinking to myself, what are the prerequisites to being a Hatsune Miku's Crackhouse fan? And I'm not saying, like, 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 and I'm not saying from, like, an elitist perspective. I'm saying uh, from what do you need to be into in order to understand what the fuck we talk about on the show and even be a fan in the first place? There, there's a couple of different perspectives that I've heard. So first of all, of course, there are the people who listen for you and the people who listen for me. And not because they hate one or the other, but because 
they're your buddies or they're my buddies. Yeah. So I say, oh, I'm, you know, I'm getting them in on the show. And eventually, you know, and of course, they they stick around for us both because it would be fucking insufferable to listen to a podcast where you only like one, the of the one person that would be the most that would be a nightmare. Right. Yeah. Um. So like uh, Yoink, you know, Yoink was a friend of mine. Uh, I said, hey, listen to our show. She messaged me. So, oh, yeah. She she messaged me uh, a few days ago and she said, stop restarting and finish the game with one character. That was all she said. Based a good shout out. Yoink. Yeah. Hope you're doing well. So, so it's a couple different things, and and of course, one of them is mentioned, you know, buddies. Another one is people who specifically like to get mad or hear a fight. I I have a friend who specifically says, since I no longer have a modern console, because uh, they recently uh, they they are working overseas, okay. he said, I no longer have a modern console, so I can't get takes anywhere else. So they listen to see what our take on modern bullshit is. Like just, just shit, and and in particular, I remember Tom Second Look was complaining to me about the crackies. A great episode, by the way. The second crackies, the first crackies never happened. Where he was saying, next year you need to have your fans submit categories because the problem is when you and Sam pick the categories, you agree too much, and I wanted to hear some arguments. Uh, so I think that there is a sort of fun to us just getting in on like you know the ghost stories dub, yeah, or. Yeah, or the or Zelda Elden 2 Ring. grinding. <laughs> the Zelda 2 grinding. Elden Ring. Is it overrated or not? Spoilers, it's not. I was just a clown. Um and and so they, they listen kind of for the for the heat. For the fights, you know, for yeah. The, for the sizzle. <laughs> we cut some cutting cutting our ourselves some our promos. promos. <laughs> well, uh, you remember when we had a plan to manufacture beef to get attention for our our respective our, our video YouTube channels, YouTube yes. channels. Yeah. <laughs> yes that was that was a good plan it just never happened and uh there was another point that i had oh yeah and, and people our age who who like to like hear about the bullshit yeah. you know what i mean the, the the you know the kids wb and uh and and whatever like media we grew up with like when i start talking about fucking dave the barbarian or whatever the yeah fuck so, I so this is yeah so then there go, comes the so you hit a lot of the great general major po- like in points like a prerequisite hatsune miku crackhouse fan points but then there's like the media and interest you need to have in order to appreciate the show as well because i think you have to be in your 20s in order to like Miku's Crackhouse, I don't think there's anyone who listens to the show who's like 17 who who likes... I think there... Is there? There, there is there is some... I was going to say in the opposite direction. You can be older than us and enjoy Crackhouse. I think so. My friend working overseas is older than both of us by I think like seven or eight years. Okay. But yeah, definitely primarily gear i think geared towards just by nature of our interest growing yeah. up in the being born in the the late 90s it's we have, for the doomer zoomers yeah exactly we're, we're the we're the podcast for the the doomer doomer zoomers so if if you're like in your early to late 20s is like the is like our key range but yeah there's definitely that out, outlier uh those outlier uh, in the in their early thirties, that probably also would get a kick out My of the show. My dad once lied and said he listens to our podcast, which is fucking not true. <laughs> I uh, 
I did you did you call him out on on it for for lying? Just be like, I know you don't listen because I, I would have heard something if you did. Like, yeah, no, I called him out. I called him out. I'm like, you don't listen. He's like, oh, I listen. I'm like, you do not listen to our show. I guarantee you do not. I listen. can promise you. And even if you did, you would not understand any of it. It, it was really funny because I was talking about Elden Ring, you know, at the table. I was just saying, hey, I, I've been playing. I, you know, I got this game called Elden Ring. And my dad's like, oh, did you beat the first boss? I hear is really hard. Like, and I'm like, I'm like, one, oh, of your, yeah, like tree one of your gamer friends, one of your gamer friends probably was playing it on Twitch or something. Because he's got a couple of like of people his age who are like uh, in the Twitch scene. Like, oh, they, you fucking know, sick. Yeah, which is kind of funny. Like, like people who are like 50 playing twitch games it's it's dope it, it gives me hope that when i'm 50 i can still be out here gaming in these streets you know oh no we totally we totally will dude i i i know someone who's like 45 or 46 or someone who's like st who like can talk to you about like seasonal anime like they're still on the grind they're still watch and like and and they watch like everything i met this person no joke in the uzaki chan discord server when the anime was airing and I don't speak to them anymore because we just, you know, we just That's didn't life. have anything left. We just didn't have anything to talk about. But like we were just chatting about like, like why we thought that Uzaki Chan was fun. Uh, and they were and they were hitting me with all this all this shit about like, yeah, the other seasonal waifus like, you know, and, and what's interesting about this character. And it was just like the most fascinating thing because they were just like 40 or 50. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder, I, I see, those are the type of people who I want to talk to and be like, what is your, like, anime origin story, right? Like, how did you get into this? And you're, because if, if they got into it at a young age, which they, that might be true, they were, oh, they're OGs, OGs. Oh, yeah, no, the, 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 the yellow subtitle OGs, we'll call them that. We'll call them the yellow subtitle generation. Dude, yeah, well, dude. Well, there's even before then, before the yellow subtitle generation, there's the generation of people who would just show up at these at these conventions buy like thirty, forty dollar VHS tapes that didn't even have subtitles on them. And you didn't even know what you're gonna get. You might have gotten That's, a movie, you might have gotten a a twenty two minute OVA, but yeah. you just did it because you, just, you loved you just it. Watched it. And you just yeah. watched it. You just yeah. watched it. I th the thing is, I don't think any of those people are around in the circles that I know of, um, because I mean, and they might still be, but I, I think that the vast majority of OGs are the yellow tape generation. But the amount of people who like their origin story is literally like, yeah, I was a child and then I saw Sailor Moon and I got an erection and now I watch everything sleazy. <laughs> like, I just I just know like seven or eight people. But like yeah, the, and, and let me guess, they're in their like late 20s, early 30s. They're in their mid thirties. Okay, yeah. When, yeah, yeah like whenever go, Sailor like, Moon aired, like, yeah, go like entering their forties within the next five years, and and just the amount of people who their origin story is like, yeah, I watch anime because it's horny, uh, but but then they also just watch all the, like you know they watch the Kino shit, they also watch the Kino shit, but they're also take you know dipping their their toes into you know uh. If I drink your pee, will you give me immortal life? Yeah, that, yeah, you know, like that yeah, shit, like re that. Real weebs, R real, real yeah. ass, real, real ass, like weebs, true like real ones. ass weebs. Yeah, true, true ass weebs who just watch everything because it's fucking anime and it doesn't even really matter. They, it's just it's anime, so we're gonna watch. Yeah, it. The, the, which which is kind of like 
the big thing is if I watched more anime, that's exactly how, how I would be because I'll just watch fucking anything. But I just don't keep up with anime enough because I prefer games and manga in general. Yeah, I'm that way like, too. Like, you, you fucking hear me fucking jump back and forth between talking about like all these fucking classics. Like I started Revolutionary Girl Utena. I'm, I'm working my way through that. I watched Princess Tutu, going through Review Starlight, just all these like kind of classic like Maho Shoujo warrior type things. And I'm also fucking sitting here talking about Uzaki-chan wants to fucking hang out. How excited I am for season two of that shit. Oh my god, dude. I dude, can't believe it's, it's coming back for season two. It got announced for season two, like, episode 11 of 12. Oh, of wow. Last okay, okay, damn. So, okay, they, they, they knew what was up, yeah. It's, uh, did you well, see that? It was a new, it was a new anime studio, like, so that's, that, this was probably their big get. Okay. Their big IP. Did you see, uh, did you see, uh, Devils of Part-Timers coming back for a season two after all these years? That's insane. That gives, that, but it, it gives me hope, because there's a couple of things that I'm like, this, this needs a second. What do you, what second do you want? Season. What do you want to get a second I season? Do, as much as I dunk on it, because I think it's mid, my girl Satania needs to come back. For a season two. The reason that, that Gabriel Dropout season one is so fucking weird is that they bought the manga rights when there was only fucking 30 volumes or 30 chapters out. Oh, Like, there was okay. just nothing. Like, yeah, so so the first eight, nine episodes are, like, you know, stuff that happened. And then the last three or two or something are just, like, bullshit. They had to make up to to finish the to finish the show yeah. and there's a lot of like and, and i didn't know any of this but i i i remember thinking like wow this show's kind of running out of steam like towards the middle towards the end and it was because they were running out of source material to work with they had less and less chapters that were done to to work on okay so, yeah, like, so they said to make up bullshit as they went yeah and and I remember the bullshit last couple episodes being better than the last, like, four leading up to them. Like, like around episode s seven, I don't remember a thing that happens in that show. You know what I mean? And my yeah. memory's great, like, about, about crap, just about bullshit. But I think there's, like, 90 chapters now, like... Get get back on it. You can do it. Get back on the horse. Bring her back! I'm begging you! It's not even so, about so that her! The show's called Gabriel Dropout. It's about that blonde bitch. Yeah, that no one likes. Actually, I think she's got. A, she's pretty popular, but but really, really, we know why we're nah, here. It's all about that Vigny so, gang. Vine. You don't I even know. I how never to say watched her name. the show. I never watched the fucking show. You might as well at some point, but like, at why? least so you know the names of these characters. It, why would I want to watch no. this? At this point, don't even bother, like, because you just don't even like anime. It's and, definitely, and is, it's definitely a show whose merit only, like, whose merit of watching it is at its peak when it is currently airing. You know? Yeah, yeah. And and the other thing is that I've tried reading the manga, and the anime is just funnier than the manga. So there's just nothing. There's no reason. There's just no reason. Because I just want that Satania content, but then oops, the manga's just like okay, it's just whatever. So. I mean, my thing is this, you, but here's the deal, Miles, you have plenty of great Satania content online in the form oh, of yeah. great images. They don't even have to be There's saucy. There's a ton of great they images. They could just be great, nice, cute, wholesome Satania images. There's really a ton lovely. of good, wholesome Satania content, and let me tell you, man, it gives me life. Less and less by the day, which is why we need a season two. I'm, I'm not actually here for, for the season two content. I'm here for the resurgence of the queen, baby. Bring her back. So that's that's a big one. Um, that, fuck. 
<laughs> I knocked my fucking my, my mic over. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's been a fucking show, huh? Yeah, huh? Yeah, nice two up out of ten episodes. Yep, this week. two two star, <laughs> another two star. Fucking Another he, star he, he either is fucking crack ass. Did use the fucking jeez? We're making fun of fucking Gabriel <laughs> Dropout for running out of steam. Fucking maybe we should look in the fucking mirror. Look at our own fucking show. Yeah, hey, you know what? To be fair, to be fair, uh, we there are no good waifus on on the crack house. So Gabriel Dropout's kind yeah. of kicking her ass. True, very true. Yeah, I I don't hate the show. I just I just want more. Satania in my life, and there's not enough, and I'm I'm tr- I'm constantly trying to fill the void. I think you know what we need. You know what we just need. How? What if Satania just gets like a spinoff manga like Sumi did from Rental Girlfriend? Um, there was going to be one. The problem is that it was Satania, Vine, and then some new fucking character, and no one liked it, so they didn't continue. Oh, it sucked. I don't. I don't think it sucked. I couldn't read it. It was in Japanese, so I couldn't fucking read it. Oh, and it didn't get it didn't get tr- translated. Not not enough uh, love for a, uh, for a, a scanlation. I think it might have just been like a. I think it might have just been like a one off, oh, like as opposed yeah. to a new series. Um, because then the girl ends up showing up, like the 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 third wheel. Okay. shows up at some point. Oh, you know what? But, it might have been. It might have been one of these like one shots that they use as like a test pilot. Because I think that's what the 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 Takagi San Moto was where it was like one one or two chapters of like this one shot that was re- yeah. taken like really really positive and that became its kind of own story there there's also a there's also a vine one shot you can read it on on like e hentai and there's no hentai in it and it's just an original work that isn't translated and and i don't know what was happening in it could you guess? Could you guess by like the uh, the pictures and stuff? She's dressed as a panda. Um, so I'm I'm assuming bullshit. I'm assuming just like whatever bullshit could get her in this cute outfit, because that's the kind of energy the show is. Is just like th- there was a quote by Trey Parker and Matt Stone where one of the episodes they came up with, I think it was called like the Losing Yard or something like that. It's the episode where they all play baseball and they want to lose to get out of the season. Because they're not having fun. Ah, and the other yes. team is also trying to lose. They, basically, they were discussing on the commentary track, the reason that they made the episode is they were just talking about how cute the boys would look in baseball uniforms. So the whole reason they made the episode is to put, the, you know, to design these costumes and see how the kids would look in them. Okay. And uh, and I feel like that's like the kind of energy that, that this fucking thing had was it was just like, I just want to draw her in this cute outfit. So I'll just make 19 pages of whatever. Gabriel doesn't even show up. Which is really funny. It's just, it's just Vine, Satania, and um, Raphael. the other bitch. Uh, yeah, the white-haired one that no one likes. Um, so you have to understand how much of a fiend I am for this, for this like non-tent that I just, I will just eat any fucking Satania table scraps that are put in front of me. Damn. Uh, yeah, like, like fucking, fucking watching Uzaki Chan <laughs> and trying Jahi Sama, and that not really sticking. Uh, that much. You didn't like Jai-sama? Like, I didn't hate Jai-sama. I just, I wasn't compelled to continue. I sort of felt like I got everything I wanted out of it. That's totally fair, yeah. I gotta be honest, yeah. I can't really remember the last anime I've watched that I was like, oh, fuck yeah. That was sick. Um, I need to, I mean, there's a couple that I've been meaning to watch. I, 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 I'm watching Review Starlet, as I mentioned, and that one's, like, pretty good, but That's I'm a not, few like, years ago, right? 
Yeah, 2017, 2018. Okay, yeah. The thing is, I'm not like in it yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm watching it and I'm like, and I'm like, I see the qual- I feel this way about Utena as well, where I'm not just like, I'm just not like enthralled, where I'm like, this is great. There's just, there's a wall. There's a wall somewhere. Yeah. Will it be broken? What will break it? What would have to break it? Some miles <laughs> a punch from a punch from Will Smith. If you want to get slapped by Will Smith, join the Crackhouse Discord. Okay, Link. here's a question. Actually, one one last question. Sure. Which of the two of us would get slapped by Will Smith first for saying some head ass shit? Oh, probably. Uh... Oh, I... ah, shit. Initially, I was gonna say you, but then I think about it. I might just, I, you know what the thing might be? It might be the situation you say. You might be the Regina in the situation, and you, you get the water. <laughs> I saw This is what it is. I saw the blow. Yeah, this is what it is. No, you're the, the Regina who brings the water past the boiling point. And then I'm the one who says some innocuous ass shit, and then I, I get I get hit. That's why <laughs> oh, you happens. get decked. You get decked. We 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 insult uh we insult Will Smith's choice in Evangelion girls. <laughs> yeah, we we make fun of him because he's a he's a Ray fan, and then he walks up and slaps me. Keep Ray out your fucking mouth, <laughs> bro. It was an Ava joke. <laughs> Keep Ray out your fucking mouth. Have you seen the Japanese broadcast of this, by the way? Yes. Where where the Japanese woman is just like, just calmly translating everything. So she just says like, whatever. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. Join the Discord. <laughs> Twitter. Sam, any last words? No. <laughs> Miles, any last words? No. Okay, bye! <laughs> Anime thighs when she opened up so wide, I got a twinkle in my eye. Asian pussy is so tight, I just really want to pipe. Oh my gosh, she got them big ass titties, she's only five. Anime thighs when she opened up so wide, I got a twinkle in my eye. Asian pussy is so tight, I just really want to pipe. Oh my gosh, she got them big ass titties, she's only five. Bitch, I'm about to fuck this cutie, so I whip out my katana And I knock this little bitch out with just one hit like I'm Saitama Why you act like you retarded, like little bitch, I don't want drama I still hit when she says no, don't understand when she don't wanna A Sword fighting with my penis like I'm in a fucking dojo All these bitches want me like my name was fucking Jojo Asian penis is too tiny like it was a no-show Bitch, don't watch your coochie, watch anime with the bros, Save though Save my motherfucking bitch I might pull up, give those thighs a little motherfucking kiss And man, if you talking shit, tell Ryuki on a list Yeah, your sister is my groupie, she take this anime Dick. Okay, okay, like little bitch, I don't care if that fat ass is too deep. Score a bounty on that pussy, you can call me Spike Lee. Putting out fire, getting ice, bitch, I'm Todoroki. And if you got some shit to say, then you can say it to me. Anime thighs, when she opened up so wide, I got a twinkle in my eye. Asian pussy is so tight, I just really wanna pipe. Oh my gosh, she got them big ass titties, she's only five. Titties.